feature presentation. Hi, I'm Eric Marchin, um, co-host of the Untitled Movie Podcast. Matt is still away, obviously, and um, hopefully him and Nevis are having a amazing time uh, in Croatia and wishing them all the best. They, they're, like, uh, incredible, and it's just really wonderful to think, uh, you know, that they have finally, you know, have this moment. So, you're stuck with me, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Um and so, in saying that, uh, I wanted to find a way to properly introduce this interview, because uh, it went in a direction I didn't expect it to, um, so I wanted to kind of give a proper introduction before you go into listening to... Um, writer, director, star, and producer Cooper Reif uh, talk about his sophomore effort, Cha-Cha, Real Smooth. Uh, he also directed, uh, starred, uh, co-edited, and wrote um, Shithouse, which is also uh, a really uh, wonderful movie about sort of coming to your own in you know, your first year of college and also still feeling homesick and wanting to make an impression and go your own way, but kind of being afraid and, and insecure. And for the last little while, um, I think I've been making some really personally um, important breakthroughs in my own life. And so, you know, having this conversation, I was a little bit nervous because I, I didn't know how to talk about what is brought up and I didn't want to leave the conversation seeming as though I didn't know what I was talking about, which is that I have Asperger's. Um, I have always been very private when it comes to how and who I talk to about this stuff and um I've only just really started to talk about it in in in, in an open dialogue but it's not something where you know I I, I want to introduce myself and say like you know hi I'm Eric I have Asperger's but I also want to make sure with this interview specifically that I do give some context going in because I didn't, I didn't think I would bring it up because I have, again, you know, outside of my immediate family, had kept it pretty um, private for my entire life um, for reasons to do with, you know, mental health and, and wellness being a stigma, but also, you know, personal things and, and, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to overshare and I know he's not here, but I mean, I didn't, I didn't even tell Matt until recently. Um, and he was so incredibly, um, accepting and honest and open. And I think another reason why I'm sharing this, this now in this moment 
is because my grandfather's really sick and um I am just in a very vulnerable state, but at the same time, you know, he, he told me that I shouldn't be ashamed of who I am and, and, you know, to embrace that. And so with that, I, I don't mean to take away either from, uh, what Cooper Rife has made. And I didn't want it to be about me, but I felt like I could relate, 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 uh, to at least what Asperger's is. And cause obviously, you know, the autism spectrum, there are so many different versions and, 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 but just having that conversation. So I wanted to make sure that I set this up properly, or at least tried to, um, in in a way that would be honest and sincere. And again, I didn't intend for this to happen, but at the same time, I never had really talked about it in a specific way, the same way that Rife does uh, with the character of Lola, um, played by Vanessa Burkhart. And it's just one of those things where, like, I think the conversation changed and you can even tell that I was stumbling a little bit, but I think it was good that I was just honest because if I had continued to ramble on, I think it would have been just completely botched, you know, interview wise. And so I didn't intend it to be about me or I didn't want it to be. Um, but I, I, um, wanted to, you know, reach out and, 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 and say, okay, like this, this movie is, is, I think, in my opinion, one of the few really honest depictions of a specific form of, of autism and portrays the character as a human being and not um, simply as a caricature or a plot device or, you know, doesn't progress the main character, you know, solely. And, and like, it just felt like Cooper really understood how to write a character like this and, and, and how not only representation matters, but authenticity so again, I've been rambling on and you probably just want to go to the interview if you're either listening to this or watching this. Um, so I will let you cha-cha-cha slide uh, into my interview with Cooper Reif, the writer, director, producer, and star uh, of the Apple TV Plus uh, film, which is exclusively streaming, uh, there. And I got, I hope you guys enjoy. And, um, I just want to also say again, thank you for your patience and understand understanding and check it out. Uh, hi Cooper. Uh, I'm Eric Marchin of the untitled movie podcast. Thank you uh, so much for taking the time to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to me. 
Um, I just wanted to start by asking you, um, when did you start writing this script? Because there's, it feels like such a natural progression um, after Shithouse. And, it, you know, starting with, with Shithouse kind of being, you know, a freshman trying to, you know, figure them their lives out in, in that early stage and then after college. And, and again, like there are so many little connectors or little nods that kind of feel, I don't, I don't know if they were intentional or not, but it is, it, it kind of does feel like a companion piece. Yeah, I... The original idea was honestly the mother-daughter relationship, like a young mother of a disabled daughter was the, that bond was the nugget. And then I was pitching that relationship to people and they're like, that is not a movie, that's just a, two characters. And then when I started thinking about what the movie's going to look like, I thought about Ch Chit House and I thought about what worked and what I had done and what people were interested in about that. And so I thought, why don't I make a movie about kind of the next phase? Cause I first made a movie about college, which was just the pain of leaving home and growing up told by this character who really highlights that because he hasn't really left home yet or whatever. And then with Cha Cha, I was like, I really want to say something about, I can say something about your twenties because I am right here and I haven't shed that person who's so scared of what your 20s are for, which is oftentimes to figure out who you are and figure out what you want for yourself. So I thought of this idea to tell that story in tandem with this 32-year-old mother who didn't get that uh, phase in her life. And um, and this 22-year-old is someone who I think would die to be 32. Like he's like desperately wanting to, to all he knows is sacrifice and taking care and like wants to be tied down. But um, I think they both help each other get strong for the different phases that they're about to enter. So yeah, it did was does feel like a natural progression. I was cognizant of, of that. Yeah, and 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 it, and it just it, it has such a a naturalistic kind of flow to the movie. And reading about the production, I am just astonished that. Th this took 21 days to shoot. And I wanted to ask you, how much pre-production do you do on something like this? Because again, it feels so organic and lived in and natural and it doesn't feel written in any way. But I'm sure, you know, when it comes to movies like this, it, it, it looks easier than it actually is. You, like you think of, you know, Richard Linklater films or, you know, what Greta Gerwig was doing or Noah Baumbach in, you know, the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, I um I wish we had way more time to shoot the movie. And when we uh when we sold the movie, I was like, we should have had more days, um, and more money to make it uh that in pre-production, honestly, we didn't have that much time and we were really stressed and it took a lot. I was astonished that we did it too. Um because I really also like to rehearse and we just didn't get any rehearsal time. The kids we did, we like zoomed a lot because they were um, nervous as I was. And we, we ran some lines and did that sort of thing. But, but yeah, it's, it's about really getting on set and knowing you don't have much time to get the scene right, but knowing that the three things you want to really hit and, um, and all the actors were so so amazing. So it wasn't it wasn't hard to keep things feeling that that feeling of this doesn't feel written, but it is. I think that it's that's just 
talented actors like there are so many everyone's so talented in the movie so that wasn't too hard but but yeah it was a short number of days yeah and and again like i just i i can't believe you know the movie that you made in in that short amount of time because again like a a, even just an independent feature usually you 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 get a little bit longer and also thinking that you know this was shot during the pandemic as well it's it's kind of amazing to think you know how incredibly well put together it is i wanted to ask you about that as well just in terms of you co-edited uh, your first movie, and then with this, you have Henry Hayes uh, working on that. When you're writing a script, are you thinking, um, you know, what uh, you want to do editing-wise when you're writing it, or is it something where you're kind of, you know, writing it first and then thinking about post-production as you're as you're filming? I write the script and then I do the shot list, and the shot list is like it's. I sent Henry my the shot list because it's really the editing. Uh, list like I do um, uh, really I do have the edit in mind I think that's what's I don't know about I've never talked to another director about it but I'm very specifically know what shots I want like the transitions or the uh, what what shot I want first or how I want something to play out in a uh, wide shot or something I, I, I do care a lot about editing yeah and, and again like it just it it there's just something so spontaneous and natural and I'm sure you've gotten a lot of questions that you know how much of this is improvised and you know you, you just mentioning that there wasn't a lot of rehearsal time but is there a, a a point where you're collaborating with the actors and does does is there any tweaks in the dialogue or the way that you sort of you know look from the perspective of not only the character but of the performer themselves yeah that's the biggest thing is how to best marry an actor with the character and it's not it's really not at all about ah can we can you do what i pictured more it's just leaning into their strengths and and telling them i never ever want you to say anything that you that doesn't feel perfectly right for your character and not perfect not necessarily perfectly right for you as a person who's not the character but um like with Vanessa, I always asked her, she's very opinionated and I would ask her if she liked certain lines and she would say, no, I, I do not. And, um, and then I'd say like, well, you've said that about every line. So <laughs> we need to change, change the whole thing. And, and then um, with Dakota, she always knew to, she could rewrite lines as she was saying them. That's what I told like Leslie and Dakota and, and Brad that they, I, as the character, you can, rewrite things as you're saying them or we can talk about it before we film it or whatever but but everyone felt like a co-director during scenes like especially the adult actors because they really knew what we were trying to say with each scene and they knew where we wanted to end up but how we got there uh you just kind of have to lean into what feels most natural for whatever you're doing with that character yeah. And, and again, you know, we, we've been talking a lot about just the naturalism of it, but there is something very universal in feeling that way after college and kind of feeling not only aimless, but looking at other people and thinking like, oh, should I be, you know, at, at this point? part of my life should I be here or should I I be over there and and always comparing yourself to other people and sort of creating milestones that maybe 
you know, you can kind of go on with your own flow. And, and, and it just kind of felt again, like it was so lived in and real. And, and, and I appreciated that. And just even thinking about the way that you have, there's this one beautiful monologue about memories and, you know, how we keep those, even if, you know, we're not in the, the, the lives of certain people that we, we, we want to be, or, or we miss. And, and that's something that I think, uh, I really just I, I gravitated towards in an interesting way because again, like watching this and, and thinking about, you know, how representation matters as well with um, the autism spectrum and, and being specific, it felt like you were telling something that was very personal to you. Yes, I was. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. I, so, sorry. Sorry. I just, I, I again, cause <laughs> I, it's one of those things where, um, I have Asperger's and I've uh, never really seen any form of autism on the big screen or, you know, in, in film and television depicted in such an honest and sincere way that isn't just a plot device or a caricature. So um, I just thought it was very specific. And if, you know, you had any family or, or if you were sort of looking at like it from a research point of view, it just felt very genuine and sincere. Yeah, I was kind of just trying to keep up to Vanessa, like the original. I, I never really set out to. Like representation is a is a tricky word because I don't know if I was I really set out to get capture this bond between a mom and a daughter and the specific my sister's disabled and my mom and her have a very my sister's not autistic. She's got this thing called holoprosencephaly and she can't walk or talk. And, um, and I think there's part of me that wanted to make a movie about her, but she would be a terrible actress and she'd look into the camera the whole time. So some of her friends that she goes to school with are autistic. And I think they inspired the role a little bit, but then there was something on the page and then Vanessa came in and it was so different. And, um, it was really kind of just getting to know her and um, and her mom, truly. Like, there were things about, there was, I got, the first time I met them in person, Vanessa does this thing where she kind of, like, gets behind her mom without even realizing that she's doing it. Like, her mom is not, like, a protective person. She's the most protective person, but she doesn't present as like protective but Vanessa will just kind of like casually just be behind her shoulder and there's that scene where they're in the parking lot standing and every time they're standing together I, I wanted that and I there was one time when I kind of told Vanessa like can you go behind her her shoulder a little bit and she like looked at me and she was like because I do that with my mom and I was like yeah and she was like and I could just it was just one of those moments where I just wanted to like make a movie kind of inspired by Vanessa and uh, and I, and if Dakota was cool with it, I might've wanted to have Ruth, her mom play Domino. Like I just, it was, I represent, representation is so important, but what's really important to me is I love, and I think I understand the characters really well. And I really want an audience to understand and love the characters as much as I do. And that's the, the big thing. And it shows. And and I apologize for taking up uh, too much uh, of your time. This is oh. honestly the first time I've actually ever talked um, uh, about um, uh, my Asperger's this openly with anybody outside of my family. And I just, again, felt like this movie 
made me a little bit more comfortable to have that conversation. I'm really glad. Yeah. Um, I hope you always feel comfortable talking about it because um, I, I, I will say Vanessa is very, very comfortable talking about it. And we've been doing some interviews, like a lot of interviews. And the other day, um, someone said, someone said something about autistic uh, uh, kids da, 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 and she like stopped the person and said, that's the first time I've heard the word autistic, autistic like it wasn't a, a curse word. And she's, that girl, Vanessa, is um, really, really, really uh, an impressive person. And I think that she's, uh, yeah, people shouldn't, you shouldn't feel uncomfortable to talk about it. And um, I think it's not you, it's uh, other people who are uncomfortable to talk about it. And that maybe makes you uncomfortable. And that sucks. And that's silly. Um, that's that line that Domino says, like when Andrew's like, is it, is that hard? She says like, my daughter has, is autistic. And Andrew says, is that hard? And Domino uh, says, yes, but not because of her. And I really think that is the core of, uh, it's not, it's not the, it's the world that you're living in. That's not very attuned. And I think that that's, uh, Hope you always feel comfortable talking about it in the future. Thank, thank you. Uh, again, thank you so much for your time. I, I really do appreciate you uh, talking to me this openly and, and, and sharing your insight on the film. Really, really do appreciate it. I really appreciate you. And thank you for talking so openly. Thank you. And that's it. Um, my thanks to Cooper Reif, um, whose new film, Cha Cha Real Smooth, is now available uh, if you're listening to this, um, which I'm sure a lot of people are, uh, on June 17th or afterwards. Uh, the film is available exclusively on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, I also want to thank uh, Barb Matheson for uh, coordinating and setting up this interview. It was very, very kind of her to uh, reach out and do so. Um, thank you so much. And uh, as, as always, uh, to uh, my co-host who put this together and uh, several other interviews and reviews while he's away, uh, Mr. Matt Rohrbeck, um, who even during uh, his wedding and honeymoon, you know, is, is still, um, I, I don't want to even say that it's, it's work, but, you know, he's, he is putting in the time to, to make sure that we don't seem absent like we have in, in in the last few weeks. So you gotta give that guy uh huge props. Like he he works so unbelievably hard and um I really do hope that uh after he puts this together he he does take a really long uh sort of enjoyable vacation and, and just you know He's, he's an amazing guy, and and I think um, he, you know, would would really love it if if you uh, would follow us on uh, at Untitled uh, underscore uh, Movie. Uh, we're on Letterbox. We're on um, Twitter, Instagram. We even have a Facebook page. Um, if you're interested in any of those, uh, man, he makes. 
intros and extros sound so smooth in comparison. <laughs> um, and yeah, and so you can also follow Matt um, on the social medias at Matt Rohrbeck, and uh, you can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene, and also on the social medias at EM6211. Um, yeah, and so with that, I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to either listen or watch this, and um, listening is always a really important thing and to be understanding and, and considerate um, to anybody who, you know, wants to open up and, and, and share something um, about themselves. And um, I'd like to just, you know, end this by saying um, my grandfather, uh, Eric Stanley Neat, is one of the reasons why I, I am who I am, and uh, I'll be forever grateful for that. Thank you so much for listening, or watching. <laughs>